0: Yeah! Sure.
1: Hello, hello, everybody! Welcome to another installment of Show to Be with Mike G, the show of life, the show of bourbon, inevitably the show of Star Wars, COVID nineteen, and this Booker's twenty fifth anniversary. It's going to be an interesting one. Every week, I wanted to basically have a fireside chat. This is something that was done years ago, and we've been using this kind of term. And so, fireside is a symbol, right? We're all sitting around a fire, getting to know each other, and learning more about the world that we live in so today's guest is a really good friend he's worked for Jim Beam for quite some time I always consider him kind of classic Hollywood you know he's got these classical good looks and I don't have those I have kind of maybe the punk rock garage looks it's hard to say maybe from the 80s but Mr. Adam Harris is going to join us here in just a second we're going to talk about life we're going to talk about whiskey we're going to talk about your son seeing Star Wars for the first time this is crazy, right? So there's some great things and this is interactive and I hope that everybody that hops on if you have a question for myself or Mr. Adam Harris, you ask it. You had a mustache for a while, really articulate, me- meticulous if you will. When was that decision to get rid of that thing? I'm going to go light. We're just going to do these as underhand pitches all, all hour, Adam. This,
0: um, is. You know, I actually I had a mustache for a, the better part of 13 years. Wow. And in August of uh, last year, I decided to, hey, switch it up. Why not? And
1: sure.
0: I haven't gone back. I haven't gone back to it. I don't know if that's bad or good or, or whatever it is, but um, a lot less drag when I... <laughs>
1: What about when you ferociously argue with someone? Does a mustache hold you back or does it help? I don't know. It, it makes blustering a lot easier.
0: Like, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, you're taking
1: a lot more serious
0: with your blustering when you have yeah. a mustache. Now, now, no one no one believes anything I say.
1: Well, I mean, did they ever believe what you said?
0: I'm starting to question that to be honest. <laughs> I don't know, did you ever believe in anything I said?
1: Sure, but I'm so naive. <laughs> <laughs> you know i haven't you know i was thinking about this thing and it's like the the two projects and i might have mentioned this last week and i won't mention it again here because we go forward because i'm gonna do this every thursday at six o'clock central it's different man it's like it's you I i completely understand why but it's not okay for me to have people sitting here with me you know what i mean like you'd always come in from houston would have a good time and it just pretty recently actually the last time we sat down and did a review but like how right it was a great the Claren i believe which is an incredible rum but how does how does this feel for you now that it's like it's foreboded man do not have anybody over the house do not host do not make cocktails for anybody it's a little different yeah
0: uh heck man i think it's
1: it isn't any harder for me than i think it is for anybody
0: else you know i think uh we're all experiencing this in different ways, but we're all experiencing yeah. this in the same way. And the fact that it's—I mean, let's be honest—it's effed up, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think about here—you are in your home, here you are in your apartment, wherever you might be—and you're stuck here. And here you are in your neighborhood, and everybody's stuck there. And there you are in a city, in a state, in a country, and a continent, and a world, that everybody's just, yeah. just stuck. And
1: if—and if everybody's doing what they should be doing, we all should be stuck, right?
0: And let's 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 keep it together like that for a while until this thing's over. But. Uh, yeah, man, it's it is it is weird, it, and I think that one of the things that we all do because we're resilient as humans and things is like we're always keeping it together, yeah, and we're always sure. trying to make make things work and make things happen. And I think that one thing that we need to be a little kinder to ourselves during this time, and here we are in week four at this point, or I think you're almost halfway through week four. Is like, yeah, let's just let's just go ahead and everyone just just let yourself say, hey, man, this is messed up. Yeah, okay, this is messed up. And then do what you can do,
1: right? Yeah, that's good. Did you ever see it? I think Leslie's watching. But did you ever see I Heart Huckabees, that movie with Jason Storchman? I loved it, and
0: I haven't seen it in a while. I should probably get a, get ready. Hey, we got some time, right?
1: <laughs> if you got a list, if it's virtual or you got a pad of paper, this is one to add. And I've, I'm no expert. I can't quote it quite like Leslie can. But it feels like I really, every once in a while, maybe twice a week, just take those dodge, those red dodgeballs, mm-hmm. and just pounce it against my head yeah it's not a painful thing but it is this this sense of relief because are you and again i think everybody is kind of feeling this but what about a sense of frustration do you feel kind of locked in to being at home having to because it's not easy being i don't know this but i can't imagine it's easy being a father that you're homeschooling now you know like there's so many other kinds of responsibilities Does it get frustrating
0: I mean, it's just, it's, it's multi-layered, you know, I think, uh, not somebody that travels 75% of the the year on on normal years, um, 75, 80%, it's, it is, it's a different, it's a different way of life being home all the time. And it's a different way of life being, uh, being engaged in this way. And, you know, Mm -hmm. we're extroverts and we all think that we're, you know, we, we, we relish our little bit of introvert and there's that privacy on planes that you get and all that stuff that kind of lets you reset, decompress, whatever it is and get ready for the next phase, whether that's going to be home or out or working, whatever it is. And and not having those opportunities to kind of take that, that long breath and reset has certainly been for me a little bit of a challenge if I'm being honest, but it's a, I guess it's a it's a learning experience to some degree. It's an opportunity for some growth, I suppose. Sure. Um, I like how I said that. Every time I said a positive, I, I qualified it with a little question. I suppose. I, you know, what does that say about my? What does that say about my
1: thing? Do you know about the sandwich, the compliment sandwich? I learned this some years ago. Tell me about sandwiches, please. I love sandwiches. I was being quite insensitive to a particular region I was working with because I'm very direct. The the the. The Brits are pretty direct. We in the States are pretty direct. But, you know, Korea, Japan, China, sometimes they need a little more nuance and stuff. And so I was being really direct. So I said, hey, so if you've got something negative or critical to say, use the sandwich. Like, okay, what's the sandwich mean? Start nice, go negative, and then end nice. So you're doing, you're doing like, you've opened up the Oreo. You haven't completed it with the, but everything's going to be okay. That's the other side of the sandwich, I think. Delicious sandwich.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you
1: remembering to eat
0: speaking of sandwiches are you remembering to eat let's keep talking about salmon.
1: how could i forget to eat have you i didn't experience this freshman 15 besides all those cup of noodles i ate and everything but how about you you staying healthy eating proper meals pretty good i
0: mean i feel like i have because i'm not used to an office job you know i have said a couple of times to a few people i sure miss not having an office job yeah but pretty uh pretty here we are we been sort of uh sequestered to this office position and i you know the calls and the meetings and all that stuff. I find myself uh, two thirty. Oh my goodness, where did the time go? Let me go grab a couple of couple of cold cuts real quick, and I'll sure. uh, be back on the computer. You know, so there's it's it's yeah. There's been some times where I'm like, did lunch happen today? I can't remember. I, I think yeah. I wasn't sitting at a bar, and there weren't cocktails involved. Did lunch really happen? Does lunch really happen? Did not eat at a bar?
1: I don't know. Well, that's an interesting thing. And in Mate, I think this is Mate, brings up a good point. He says he eats open faced sandwiches, which just makes him really strange, frankly. Like, <laughs> we got lots to do and eating open face sandwiches. Do you even sandwich, bro? Yeah, that's right. It's it's very, very difficult. Yeah, to say. Well, so, uh, you know, I want to go light with this thing. I think we're all feeling stressed, but, but at least we can do this together, you know? How you feeling about the adaptability? Of this industry and trying to stay connected virtually, Zoom is now the most valuable company in the world, apparently. So, how do you feel about these new technologies and how people have been—they've been choosing to engage in different ways?
0: Yeah, um, well, I think it's good. You know, I think it's certainly good. I—I I, uh, I mean, that's that's a that's a pretty multi-pronged prompt there. I think yeah. that the the human spirit is certainly resilient. I think our desire to connect. Uh, is overwhelming. You know, I think yeah. that it, it helps drive a lot of what we're doing right now. You know, it's why we're talking. It's why you're you're doing what you're doing. And, you know, I think we've all sort of probably upped our, upped our social media presences just to feel connected and communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you can't go and check Instagram for a second without someone's going live, someone's going live, someone's going live. And that's great. Um, but it's just, it shows that we do have this desire to be connected. And yeah. I think um, this is healthy, but I also feel we all need to be aware of our own internal threshold for doing this. You know, there's mm-hmm. only so many Zooms you can do. There's only so much Skype you can do. There's only so much Microsoft Teams you can do. There's only so much Instagram, Facebook, all our uh, FaceTime chatting, all that kind of stuff. I think that yeah. you need to be aware of where your threshold is. And I think that you just, everybody in everybody owes it to themselves to be honest with that and Mm -hmm. not feel the need to engage for the sake of engagement, but feel the need to
1: engage because you need connection, right? And if you're just doing it for the, for the
0: practice, or if you're just doing it out of some sort of FOMO or pressure that you're feeling socially to be out there more, then I think that's a good sort of benchmark to check yourself a little bit and to see like what you really need. Because I think that some of the, some of the gold of this moment that we're living in in our lives can really be found in some of the internal facing conversation mm. and some of the opportunity- like
1: uh, in- introspection, you mean like, introspection, kind of- sure. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's a better word. Thank you. Um, introspective moments. And I think that we're busying ourselves so much that we're not giving ourselves the time to, to be introspective and to have that and to have that, uh, because wow. we feel the need to produce and we feel the need to engage. And so i I know for me it's um I haven't been great at it, and I certainly haven't been learning a new skill or playing the ukulele or anything <laughs> to that extent, but you know I, I want to be able to take and I, I I say this honestly, I want to be able to take more time to be introspective and to have more settling
1: thoughts yeah. you know what what is what's a good way to do and i we're gonna this is kind of like a brain trust there because I don't know. I'll tell you one thing that's helped me to, to feel because of course I feel uh, not obligated as a little too strong of a word, but I've got a tasting show on YouTube and I've got the podcast and all the, the whole thing for me was to let people know that things are still happening. It's not that the world has stood still. There's still, you know, Knob Creek 12 came out, right? that because I love it. And that's why I want to mention it. But things are still being created. You don't have to feel like everything's on hold, you know, and so that was one of the things. But that all involves technology. Yeah, you know? And that probably on some level create some noise in your mind or whatnot. But I find that what's been really nice is I'm just going to the kitchen and for no reason, only because I have a gas burner have I been torching peppers and then skinning them to like make salsas and stuff. So, but like for you, are there things that you found yourself saying, well, you know what, I got a few extra minutes. Let me dive into this thing and kind of play around.
0: Yeah, I, I and I'm glad to hear you do that. I think that that's... That's what this is about, right? I think that that's where we have to take these opportunities. Yes, we have to stay uh, active and, and social and all those sort of things. But I really, I really, I'm glad you're roasting peppers. You know, <laughs> you it really smells toast? so good, Adam. It smells really good. I'm sure it does. It smells fantastic. <laughs> and you've got a lot of great mezcal and tequila to open up with that aroma that's, in there. That's, right. that's That's just wafting through your quarters as we speak.
1: That's right. Don't make people envious. I don't want anyone coming to the house, right? So.
0: <laughs> um, But, no, I I think that's great, and I I hope that I can come out of this on the other end and say that I roasted many a pepper.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Metaphor, of course.
0: Metaphorically, and and perhaps literally (laughs) as well.
1: Well, one of the things I think is a really big milestone for you and the family this past week, I believe, is that finally your son, am I right, finally saw Star Wars? Is that right? No,
0: he's he's seen Star Wars plenty, starting with A New Hope. Okay, okay. So... The, the original trilogy is Star Wars As He Knows It. I see. And so, uh,
1: you know, it rained all day here Saturday.
0: And uh, may have had a few Jim Beam Black highballs the night before. And so we weren't necessarily feeling our, our most attentive and said, you know what? Let's just go ahead and start from the beginning. And so he started with the uh, Phantom Menace. Okay. We watched those three aberrations.
1: That's that's a great word for it. Yeah. And yeah. then we uh we segued into Rogue One. Okay. Which is a, the I, offshoot film, right? Yeah, the we tried the it chronologically. Case. and I, let me ask you
0: this question. I'm guessing that had we tried to do this chronologically correctly, Solo would have come before Rogue One.
1: Yeah. Pro- probably, Adam. I It's tough and it was I, you know what? How do you how do you feel about Solo?
0: I thought Rogue One was great. Solo was so so, but I'm a huge Chewbacca fan. Yeah. Han Solo and Chewbacca are my favorite characters. So uh, to see to see kind of like it's just it's they, that dude's not Harrison
1: Ford. Come that's that was a tough one. And Solo Blow Low. I mean that's good and it's a good comment, Mate. But but I, I you know what? To its credit, I I missed the full first full hour of it, and I only watched about 50 minutes. It was a great film. <laughs> <laughs> it what? It was a very top thriller at around forty-five minutes runtime. Loved it. Yeah. And so you know, if you can do that, that's good. Fair enough. Well, so what did what did he think then of this massive trilogy? He 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 wasn't
0: his he wasn't his uh, his attention wasn't held the same way it is with the with the true trilogy you know and so yeah. I think that um he enjoyed Rogue One quite a bit and I'm looking forward to to starting the last three the last three trilogy to round it out and and. I'm kind of curious, like what he's gonna feel about it being finite. You know, we've had the hope for so long. Like we had decades of hope, and sure. uh, and and, and something continuing with with Star Wars happening. That you know, when it finally came to an end, we we really were able to put it in its place. But I yeah. think that for a young person to to fall in love with the dream of Star Wars and the fantasy of Star Wars, and then to see it all come to a close and like yeah. a pretty good close i think not the best close, I, but pretty good I, I enjoyed it yeah i mean it was good it was good uh, but um i'm kind of curious to see like what his perspective is on that i'm gonna turn a light on real
1: quick yeah please do well one of the things too is interesting is i think i wouldn't say attention span but i think the immediacy of how we can get resolution to stuff so like if i want to know how ozark season three ends yeah i don't know give me give me a day <laughs> <laughs> just, like, ben true, but we had to wait thirty something years to figure out how Luke ends up. How you know what I mean? Like, I there's something very satisfying about that. And do, do you notice that with your kids? That and not to it's it's not a bad thing. It's just the accessibility of technology and immediacy. Do they seem maybe a little less patient? Yes, yeah, so I think immediate gratification is certainly a
0: thing, and I don't want to go back to what we were talking about earlier. But I think like one of the good things about this for kids is like. Go be bored. Yep. Go be bored. Right? Sure. Yeah. How often are kids bored now? You know, when they're back to their normal schedules, there's people that you know, they're they're doing this, that, and the other thing, like as soon as they're out of school and stuff like that, and you're never bored. I used to be bored. And it was great because that was where you started imagining things and that's where your inspiration hit. And that's when you started drawing and that's when you started painting or sculpting and stuff like that playing a musical instrument, you know, like when you were, when you were bored, you just found things that you naturally were drawn to because that was your inspiration guided you. And I it's think a- we put so many things in front of little people yeah. that we force inspiration on them or we force talent on them. And I think that there's a great luxury and access to activities and things like that to where you can find things that you're good at. But if you let yourself be bored, then your, your heart will kind of, your heart and your mind will hopefully work in concert
1: to help you find where you're, where you're going and what you're good at. It's it's weird, maybe not coincidental at all, if you force someone to take the time to think about life, that they actually have to think about it. And then you get creative, and then you... It's not about problem-solving as much as it is about creating time to just kind of understand stuff. And I, I, I like that, too. I picked up the guitar a whole lot during this break so far. I picked up the bass, started writing. You know, I mean, it's a really productive time for me. For you, outside of work, do you find yourself... Going deep, are you writing this stuff down? Are you having conversations over espresso? What kinds of things might be manifesting in this time, if anything? Sure. Uh,
0: A lot of chats, chatting a lot with friends and family. I think, uh, uh, to be honest, kind of leaning into physical activity. Nice. And really, uh, two things that I've been really preaching during this time has been get some sunshine if you can. Mm-hmm. get a little bit of that every day and and get some exercise every day and um, I'm not a paid representative for this company but peloton I've had i Pel- I've been a peloton fan for a few years now and um, got the bike in the garage but using the whole host of application uh, of, of classes that they offer through the app and stuff has been really fantastic and I, I, I value it immensely and uh, I've had a really great time with the runs and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know it sounds silly to say, but get some sun, get some exercise, try not yes. to let this keep you inside. I think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't go many places. I've done some pickup to support local businesses and stuff, of course. Yes. But, um, you know, other than food runs, grocery, a little bit here and there, going to the liquor store, it's, uh, stay inside, but, but don't sequester yourself indoors.
1: Right. Be in your zone.
0: You know, if you can get outside, get outside. If you can get some exercise, get
1: some exercise. It's good stuff. One of the things, too, I think is kind of interesting about this is I thought that booze, and you don't have to, this is not on behalf of Beam or anything, but the anecdotal data I'm getting from folks is that there's been a mad dash for cheap whiskey in retail. You know, sales are up, I guess, 243% or something like that. So, like, in Houston, how are you all doing? Does it feel like people are stressed? Drinking, does it feel like they're chilling out? I, you know, I, I just left Houston, kind of right. Are you? That's drinking <laughs> <laughs> i a, a little chill drinking.
0: I've done all. I've done all the drinking. I think in the last four weeks. I've,
1: I've yeah. The I've, I've yeah. rainbow. Mike. It's a. That's a. At some point, a, a conversation really worth having. I'll put it this way: I've made no less than fifty cocktails because I didn't. I never sat down and learned the basics first. Things like vodkare. Or like a Hemingway Dak or a Mai tai. And so those are all memorized now. And I've been making the syrup. Just, you know what I mean? I had the time. But like, it, it, it feel, in Austin, at least from my perspective, it feels relatively calm. Even amidst all of the stress. But, but Houston, what's kind of the temperature like?
0: I feel like it's pretty calm. I mean, I think that I, I was at a liquor store today, to be honest. And uh, people were pretty chill. The handful or so people that were there as customers. And the handful or so people that were there as employees. I mean, it was... Respectful, everybody. If you have a question, you, you ask it from a distance. No one seems like on edge, really. I think yeah. we just are all acknowledging this as a new norm to some degree. Um, we're, we're settled in that to some uh, to some extent. Um, I don't feel like there's any sort of palpable nervousness in the air. Like I thought maybe I felt a little bit strong, more strongly, say week one of this yeah. lockdown phase.
1: Um, I definitely think that there was a lot
0: of stress going on then. Um, I think the second week it started to ease. I think the third week we started to sort of assume a new norm, and I think that this week now, it's I think the stir crazy's sitting in just a touch, but I think that's a lot of internal stuff. That's not anything that I'm getting from you know. You, you don't feel stir crazy from the outside; you feel stir crazy from the inside. Yeah, and I think that's that's um, you know affecting a lot of us. I, I'll be honest; it's it's affected me, but uh, you know to the to the level that it has, but. All right. I also accept where I am and I know that we're all in this together and uh, we need to keep doing this until until we don't have to. Anymore.
1: You've been listening to any music anything kind of keeping you Yeah. Keeping you thinking I, like
0: Yeah, I've enjoyed Red Hurst quite a bit. I don't know if you Wait, been, what is that? Uh, Red yet? Uh, the old uh, the lead singer of Fun. I think it's his side project or uh, a new project for him.
1: Okay. He's, He's the producer, producer. right? The, the, the dude from Fun, or was it the guitar player? He's a big producer, made a lot of pop music and stuff.
0: I want to say it's the lead singer.
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, so I recommend Red Hearst. I think that's been a really great album. And then I might be a little late to this, but I've been listening... trying to listen to some more so some newer music instead of just some of my old stalwart favorites. And um, uh, King Princess, I find, is pretty awesome. I don't know that. What is that? Uh, it's just a female singer-songwriter. She... Sing some, some great moody tunes. And uh, it's kind of like a nice little uh, opposite end of the spectrum. Redverse is pretty fun and upbeat, and then King Princess is a little uh, slower and sweet. But, um, yeah, I think those those are some good stuff. And then I've been got a record player recently, so I've been leaning into some records. Texas Sun with Leon Ridges is a really good record.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. For, for only four
0: tracks, you got to flip it pretty regularly, but it's it's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I listened a little Kenny Rogers a couple of weeks ago in honor of the man.
1: RIP, man. Yeah. Thinking the Gambler to my son
0: since he was a tiny baby. So
1: that. Was- well, I mean, it, if you've been listening, do you know now when to hold them or when to fold him? No, so, still
0: don't.
1: I don't. It's I think a that's lifelong the journey. The man's life where they where they come to that organization. <laughs> <laughs> so you know you're still working, right? A lot of this is the thing that you and I have, I consider um, a blessing for, for me and potentially for yourself as well with the family. But I'm still busy every day. I got to wake up. like I got meetings starting at 9, 830. And then sometimes I'll go on to 6 p.m. or whatever. So I saw the structure. So for you, you still have that same structure. You're still doing the day in, day out stuff with your role. I mean, I'm, I'm
0: very grateful to be in the position that I am. Um, you know, it's, it's uh, like I said earlier, it's a new way of working. But it beats the alternative, you know, yeah. um, I'm happy to do it. It's forcing me to kind of stretch in different ways and in, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so I got no problems there. Um, it, it, it's nice to be engaged. And of course with the, the friends, you know, I, let's see, April 1st was my 14th year with Beam Suntory one way or another, right? Starting Did with you say, well, how many years? Yes. Yeah, so, um, I, wow! Uh, I got a lot of friends in, the, in, in our company and in the business, and so it's been, it's been, it's, it's been essential to to be able to spend time with my work, with my sure. work, in my
1: work community. You know, because it is. I mean that's the thing. And again, you know, this is not a commercial for Beam, but you know, we were talking about potentially what we would talk about, what we would sip, and all of that before we we're going to chat here on Instagram. And I kept thinking, I was like, you know what? This is a special time. And it calls for special measures. So I'm going to pull this out. You can see it back here. But I remember when I got the 25th anniversary bean, right? I got two bottles, and one of which I took to Oaxaca and traded for a shit ton of Mezcal. So that was a good, <laughs> that was a good, a really good move. But this is family. You know what I mean? Like, this is a way to still stay connected to the nose. And how's the distillery doing? How's Fred and yeah. all the folks doing? Everybody's
0: good. Uh, Fred, Fred was at his lake house for a while just to kind of go into a deep isolation. Uh, yeah. He needed to do that. Um, his son, Freddy, our eighth generation, he's doing well. and His, his family's okay. Uh, I checked in with them not too long ago, just seeing how the Bartstown fam's doing, and they seem to be all right. So um, everything, everything's okay there. The hand sanitizer stuff's starting there. We're bottling that up there. We've got some distilleries around the world with Suntory, centauri that are making hand
1: sanitizer. So, uh, so that's that. How does it taste, though? What's that? Does it taste pretty good. <laughs> uh, you I it? will continue it's to make that it. joke. i If you age it,
0: it tastes great. Um, yeah. So, so we're we're contributing. Our families are good. Uh, folks on the team seem to be good. Uh,
1: yeah. We're. we're are we're are really you guys still brilliant. making whiskey at this so time, like, or it's okay? So you're doing it. hand sanit shifting. We're hand, sanitizer. hand sanitizer. So we're bottling hand sanitizer that we're making. Yeah. What's a, is it? Jim Beam. Was sanitizer? That? Is it called Jim Beam? I haven't seen the bottle of, to
0: be honest yet. Oh, okay. so I
1: think that someone from the
0: distillery did post on Instagram yesterday what the bottle looks like, and I just haven't committed it to memory yet.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, it's an interesting thing. I yeah. Well, we, we, what do you yeah, got? You, you got so, something
0: that you're drinking. Yep. Yeah, and course. so I thought maybe for the first drink today, I, I I also brought out one of my Booker's 25th anniversaries, and so it's parody. I thought, uh, that I would. You know, what what better time, right? Like I was holding on to these for what? Here we go. This is right. this is it. You can't can't take it with you, right?
1: And so for while while you open this bad boy up, we got some great people following along here. For those of you who drink Knob Creek, Bookers, Jim Beam, anybody have any favorites? Maybe out there, Liz Forsyth, do you have any favorites? Joaquin, all the way from Rhode Island. We got just an interesting plethora of folks joining us here. Who well, has, has a, you guys decided
0: if we're gonna open up the twenty fifth or open up the thirtieth? So, so first, let's first three responses from
1: one. Oh, that's good. 25th. The Booker's 25th anniversary or Booker's, Booker's 30th. 30th. What do you guys think? Booker's 25th. Baker's. Bakers. Yeah. Baker's. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Well, I could just mishear that as Booker's. It's easy enough. When funnel 25. Wow, this is an interesting love Booker's. No specificity, but I wouldn't expect anything more specific from mate. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so, so what do you want to do? You want me to drink with you, or you want? To, yeah, want well used to. Well, you, I haven't had this bottle in a couple. I haven't sipped out of it for a couple of years. All right, let's drink together then. This bad boy is what sixty three. Behemoth. Love that.
0: Love that new, that new bottle smell.
1: Mm. And Drew is joining us. Drew, we're going to, you know, we had we had the pleasure of having a bottle of the Booker's 25th anniversary here. High proof goodness. You smell this? Oof.
0: So, what we're pouring here is a Booker's that was actually some of the last whiskey that Booker himself distilled and put up into a barrel for aging. Is that right? Uh, when this came out a few years ago, a handful of years ago, uh, this was at 10 years and three months. And checking the proof because I haven't had in a second 130.8 proof, which was
1: uh, pretty big artillery shell there, I would say. Yeah, 100. And, it's the same for all of them, right? Yeah, it's a yeah, cool. Match. Yep,
0: yep. Um, this is actually I'm a big fan of the this style of drinking glass. Like, I think it's a great little beer glass. I think it's a great wine glass. Yeah, I think it's a great whiskey glass or spirits glass. And these are actually. Um, from the uh Hops and Grain brewery in Austin. Oh cool. Yeah. yeah. That's I great. I, I like beer. it. Used to used to frequent that spot when I lived there and I actually got to make beer with the brewer
1: there many years ago. Of- was it Josh at the time? Or- yeah, Josh. Yeah yeah. Josh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well so Salud, This is a special moment for our very special circumstances, so we take the most out of this. And anybody, if you got some beam, drink along here. We want this to be as connective and collaborative as possible. Absolutely,
0: ask away. I'm here to, I could ask, answer any questions. Cheers, Mike. To you. Always Cheers, nice to man. see you, my
1: Likewise. Mm. Oh, it's big. It's big. Mm.
0: As soon as I tried it, I said, "Man, that tastes like awesome pecan pie." And my dad's dad actually made really great pecan pie during the fall and in the winter holidays.
1: Yeah.
0: And it reminded me of that so much, and honestly, it's still taste. I haven't had that taste in quite some time. It still has that pecan pie taste to
1: it. It's really great. So, do you miss? And I know the answer. To I miss this, a lot of things right now. Like, what's? Do you have something that you miss the most? For me, it's the bar vibe, sitting sure. sitting there talking, dark lighting, and stuff. Any anything that I really like. And it's not to make you mourn it or anything like that, but anything that you truly miss, you know.
0: I love eating meals where my feet don't touch the floor. Oh yeah, sitting on a bar stool, eating a meal, hanging out like that. I miss that.
1: That's a really well, and it's a very metaphoric thing because it would be like, "Well, will your feet not touch the ground?" There's only one place where I know that happens. That's right. And Dave and Buster's. I miss bars. I
0: miss bars. And I miss, I miss. I miss. I miss. I don't know. I would. I would overpay for for a for a meal so so hard right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I would overpay for a drink so hard right
1: now. Yeah,
0: but uh, we are where we are, so we we break into our reserve and sip good stuff together.
1: And this, you know what? This is a fine, fine moment. This is maybe what meant to happen all along. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little lighter again here. I. I thought about what I would be doing if I wasn't doing what I am now. So like if I had a dart on a board kind of thing and I could say I'd be doing some other kind of occupation, even if we enjoy our jobs, which we do. But for you, because you didn't study, you know, you didn't go to Bourbon Academy when you went to college, you know, so you had this whole other path. If you weren't here today working for Beam, where might you be? What might you be doing? I almost can't imagine that. You know, you just get so
0: so uh, entrenched in what you're doing. Um, it's a really good question, and I don't mean to leave any dead air out there, but no, no, it's good. I'd probably be I would probably be doing something on the uh, fighting the good fight for the environment somewhere. That's probably what I would be up to. Yeah, yeah. I I had delusions that I would go to like environmental law school. Uh, I graduated with an environmental science degree, so I thought I'd be going maybe to environmental law, uh, but I realized I didn't really like school that much. It wasn't up for a few more years of it, so yeah. I didn't go that path. But, um, yeah, I feel like uh, I, I, I do believe in the environment. I actually think one of the, strangely enough, or oddly enough, I think that one of the silver linings in this time that we're having, where industry isn't functioning full throttle and traffic is down and all that sort of stuff, I, I think that maybe we're giving the earth a little bit of a breather to some degree, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't know what the, what the statistics are on that or any sort of numbers that might be there, but I, I I hope that to some degree, maybe, maybe the earth, maybe the environment are just getting a little bit of a
1: a respite from its daily grind that we put it through every freaking day. Right. Yeah. I think it's a beautiful silver lining to things. You know, I heard, and there's always, question as to how to quantify it i hear that emissions are dropping of course they would but i also heard that because of this lapse of human you know transportation and all of that that you can finally see certain mountain valleys of nepal from the satellite i mean that's that's beautiful right
0: there's if you walk outside right i i know like we're in kind of like migratory season or whatever but yeah. there are more birds outside now and, then, and you can hear more birds outside now yes. than you did two months ago, right? Now, granted, it was wintertime or whatnot, but I mean, and I and I think yes, that's two. Those reasons are twofold: is because yes, there are more uh, there are more birds right now seasonally, mm-hmm. but also I think it's because there's less traffic, noise, right? So you hear the birds that have always been there. Yeah. So you hear all the birds, dude. It, I can't. I,
1: I can't begin. Back. It's it's. I can't begin to tell you how much I. I'm. Such a, a wiener kid for 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 nature. We have this family of blue jays that lives in the backyard, and they they hang out with the cardinals. I am pleased as punch to just sit in the the kitchen and just like kind of sip coffee and just watch them hang out. I'm like, you guys are so beautiful, and it, I would I don't know that I would have had that same moment I've got this peanut bird. I've got this peanut bird <laughs> in <got this> <laughs> my backyard, right? and the other day
0: there's a woodpecker on my peanut feeder. And okay. it's sitting there doing its thing, getting some peanuts. And these grackles just kept trying to take over the peanut feeder. But the woodpecker was just standing solid and standing its ground, and it wasn't giving up to the grackles. And I was like, "Good on you, woodpecker! Yeah, get good at that." Well,
1: who wins, right? This is That's the way about watching
0: woodpecker television.
1: But like, <laughs> you talk about being bored, right? I'll never be bored because if I can watch a woodpecker trying to get peanuts and grackles being dicks to it, I'm gonna see how this thing unfolds right like i would rather expand spaniel <laughs> <don't>
0: watch right? <laughs> you had you to watch that woodpecker that redheaded woodpecker stood stood solid against probably six crackles the entire time i was watching yeah it. i was so proud so proud and so happy
1: for some reason squirrels have amazing sense of balance this is the other takeaway i've had from sitting in the kitchen <laughs> yes yes uh, it's insane I think (laughs) I
0: was having a conversation with somebody the other day about squirrels, right? And so I think like to be, is my spirit animal or I have two spirit animals, squirrels and American bison, right? Those are my spirit animals. And I love squirrels because they're small and they're agile and that's nothing I am. And so (laughs) the um, squirrels, to be a good squirrel, you have to be quick. You have Uh to be cunning. You have to have a great sense of balance, right? And that's what makes up the entirety of a good squirrel.
1: Yeah. And uh, real quick, Adam, because Ivy just hopped on, Ivy mixed. uh you know, thanks for joining. We didn't know to what depths of depravity we would go to, but we've now arrived at squirrels. Continue, Adam, <laughs> so thanks.
0: I'm watching these squirrels. Uh, this is my opinion of a squirrel, a perfect squirrel, right? And I remember, I, I think about the times where you you're just driving down a road, like a residential road, and there's just a dead squirrel on the ground, oh. and you knew that he, like, just missed a limb because he couldn't jump, and he didn't have the balance, and he missed the limb, so he fell to his doom. You're uh-huh. I mean, like that squirrel just didn't have the right stuff, and I mean that like the Tom Wolfe sense, sense of the phrase "the right stuff." You know, sure, just, sure. all those things that make a perfect squirrel. And so maybe it's uh, maybe it's uh, natural selection or whatever it is, or survival of the fittest. But you know that squirrel just didn't have the right stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry.
1: I. I don't know, Adam. I really don't know. I, you know, I for a while I considered being an exorcist. <laughs> and you're not watering it down. That was a nice, large beer sized pour of the Booker's 25th, which I will join you in again. Sorry, so I'm here. Digress
0: into some squirrels.
1: That was. You know what? If we didn't digress, shame on both of us. True enough. We true enough. We don't. We don't have to sit around and speak in formalities anymore. We don't. No. Do you think I'm wearing pants? This is the thing that no one will know. <laughs> Why do you think I framed like this and this way? What about socks? Did you wear socks in the past? What's that? Do you, have you worn socks? No, just because you're not wearing shoes doesn't mean you don't wear socks.
0: No. I've worn socks to run. I've worn, I've worn running socks, and then I take them off immediately, and then I sign back to
1: bare feet as much as possible. And you want One of the things, actually,
0: of the things about <laughs> traveling that really bothers me uh, is how long I wear shoes. Interesting. 14, 14 16 hours sometimes wearing shoes. You're like, your feet
1: yeah. just aren't supposed to be in shoes for that long. Right? <laughs> Come on. I'm not a podiatrist. I couldn't tell you. I really couldn't tell you.
0: You're not wearing pants.
1: <laughs> well, I'm wearing shorts. That I should have I just left it open to think people, you know, that I'm not wearing pants. But this all makes me think a diehard, right? So he arrives, takes his shoes off, probably of the same mindset. And I want to just dive into that because I love '80s movies and action. Have you seen anything compelling in the action genre over this break? It might be a little specific of a question, but I'm certainly okay with that.
0: No, I feel like we've, we've been trying to like get into series and things like that, but yeah. I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any really good movies. I, I'm saving 1917.
1: 19, oh yeah, 17,
0: yeah. Sam Mendes, uh-huh. yeah, I'm saving that one. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing
1: that. Uh, I don't know. I I'm looking. I'm open for
0: recommendations.
1: What do you? Yeah, there is, and it's a thriller slash horror, but it's not really horror. There's a new movie that hit Spanish movie, I think called The Platform. Okay, that was on Netflix and it's probably released elsewhere. But we watched that the other night. That was that was that was some riveting stuff, man. The 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 premise alone, just to, I want to try to capture you with the premise here. So there are many many hundreds of floors in a prison and let's just say barcelona madrid something like that and if you're on floor one or two you're doing pretty well because at the very top floor there's a masterful feast that even the likes of jose andres would love right yeah yeah and imagine what happens if you're on floor 200 less and less accommodations so that's it you know dot 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 yeah. watch it it's really really good oh yeah Anna bring up, brings up a good point I still haven't seen I've seen other work from the same director but I haven't seen Parasite yet y'all gonna watch that's not kid friendly is it can you watch no, it no, I don't you? think we're gonna well it's
0: subtitles and all that stuff well, they might not get it he, that's he a good at a pretty good level but I don't know if he's gonna be subtitled <laughs> uh, yeah well uh, I do want to see Parasite Obviously, I, yeah. want to see Parasite. I didn't see it but I obviously want to
1: see it The if you, do you see the host by chance that's amazing bush w bush era movie the same director really interesting stuff well so i got a couple questions left for you you have a family you're living obviously with a family because you're a good dad you live with a family <laughs> you didn't take off but how is this <laughs> how does this close proximity this day in day out of having really really like you probably got space but you're Infringing everybody because you talked about like being on the plane because that's personal time, right? How is that affecting the relationship with the kids and with your wife?
0: I think it's probably it's 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 a good thing, you know. It's a good thing to be home. I mean, I think that it's important to be with those you love right now, and being able to be around to support them however you can, and to feel that back is, it's it's a big deal. You know, I think, um, I, uh, my heart goes out to everybody that's in this really, truly quarantined by themselves, you know, and I think that there's probably some people that are embracing it, you know, and and really sort of just loving it, but I'm sure that it's not the easiest thing for other people. And so, um, you know, I think that if I was by myself completely, I think that I would be having a little bit of a harder time and having that support has been really great and just being able to spend more time with my son has been awesome and being able to you know we're not we're not dialing him in every day we let him have fun and we try to be productive a little bit with him but we let him have fun and to watch him find what makes what what's fun to him has been really nice too so it's It's a lot of uh, maybe making up for a lot of lost time for because you know he turned six back in december and um you know, there's been a lot of lost time, so there's nothing but time right now, and I feel like we're looking yeah. for it in a good way.
1: It's a way to kind of correct the balance, if you will. Yeah, right. right in the ship in some That's right, yeah. And apparently Mate went to go eat an Open Fate sandwich, which he's probably the only person on Instagram right now going going to do I didn't that. wait
0: until, so Mate and I had a very short-lived tradition where we were going to eat hamburgers together. Uh, about once every couple of weeks. And we made it as far as the Langford Market here in Houston, but then our schedules took us away. And uh, and Mate, I think that we should probably, once we can go and eat hamburgers again, your your health regimen, my health regimen, man, we should save a little space uh, to go and eat burgers.
1: Save some space. Yeah, mm. yeah. It makes sense, and you know, there's a lot of things I think that that we we're, we're going to try to do but beyond the, the hand sanitizer thing which I'm kind of facing the same challenge there is he back you're in on there the, we go the, okay. uh,
0: you're in on the the hamburger team
1: if he can make it we got a couple people that really want to hop in on this hamburger thing i don't know man maybe that's what we should do is just a zoom meeting where we're all eating hamburgers with some whiskey that is not a bad sorry i'm going to pat myself on the back that's not a bad idea <laughs>
0: We had to talk about squirrels. We had to talk about wearing shoes.
1: That's so right. We've gotten
0: to a place where this is where the gold comes out, right? This that's is right. Where we're, we're digging for gold here. <laughs> the gold.
1: Yes, that's right. It only took us approximately forty-nine minutes to get to the
0: gold. Well, let's let's do another one of these, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see what else comes out in the next ten minutes.
1: Well, I'm glad to say that because you're the professional, and I'm merely a what is it? A fledgling drinker. That you've lapped me about twice with this Booker's twenty fifth anniversary. I was I was just particularly thirsty today, Mike. Understood. So beyond this whole community, it's crazy because most of the folks here, a couple friends of mine, and actually they're all friends of mine, but some folks from the industry, very very heavily hit. Do, and I know this. I I probably not a touchy subject for Beam or whatever. But what what are you guys doing? I'm sure you're on calls every day. Maybe meals. What. How are you able to contribute to the industry right now?
0: Yes, we are uh, supporting folks that are doing to go. Um, we've uh, supported quite a few quite quite a few many places around Houston as well as other, you know, speaking from Houston's perspective, uh, but all over the country we've been doing that um, as, as much as we can. We're trying to have a bit of a long vision for this relief effort and yeah. trying to make sure that You know, when people can go back to work, we are still there to be able to support those folks that don't go back to work necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, We are uh, looking at all things right now, but right now, uh, but immediately in this moment, we are supporting people with the meals to go and helping out wherever we can there. Um, I know that uh, from a personal perspective, I signed up a few weeks ago to be the local administrator for Houston Tips. Oh, cool. And uh, that's a great way for folks that are out of work at the moment to sign up and to just let people know that they're there. And it's uh, just another one's virtual tip jars. But if you go to serviceindustry.tips, you'll be able to sign up for the cities that you're in. Um, and I recommend that you share it with your regulars, you share it with people that are so employed uh, and are, are earning a living right now in order to, you know, send a little bit here and there. As they make drinks, I ice in a little bit out of my personal accounts um, yeah. every every day, and uh, it's just sort of like marching your roulette. And you're helping out people. You, you see a name you might recognize. You see a name you don't even know that works at like the Olive Garden or something like that. And I think that's one of the things we have to realize is it's uh, not just necessarily our immediate tight knit community around cocktails and and uh, hospitality, but also a larger sense of this industry. And uh, you know we're all. We truly are all in this together and uh, helping everyone is important.
1: Yeah. I mean, everyone,
0: because everyone needs, uh, so many people that need a little help them, and we should be doing that, right? I
1: don't, I don't yeah, think. and I'm so glad to hear that. And I know things are changing. We're finding new ways to support each other. We're finding new ways to grow. So in a sense, you know, to be uplifting at the end, we don't have to suffer in every way through this we can find these things to do right so i want to take it back to something i'm particularly fond of i know you as well we talk about paul newman maybe but i want to go chiseled chestnutty classic actors i want to know so let's just step into some vr machine at the moment right and i still haven't thought about this for myself but i thought i'd ask you this you can go back Oh yes, Cardo's in. It's her birthday next week too. She's turning thirty, I think. That's crazy, right? Mm. I expected she's going to stay in her fifties for, for. I'm just kidding. absolutely, absolutely <laughs> kidding. Absolutely kidding. <laughs> so, virtual world, you could go back to any era of ho- Hollywood and being be one of the Hollywood's leading men. Who would you go back and be?
0: How good was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
1: I knew you're gonna. I loved it. I loved it completely. I loved it. Yeah.
0: I've seen that movie seven times now, and I've watched the ending separately twice.
1: <laughs> Just that. When, it, when does the ending start for you? When they get out of the car.
0: When they, yeah, Yeah. When yeah. no. When okay. when Leonardo DiCaprio yells at him for being hippies.
1: <laughs> with the margarita, the picture of margaritas in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoiler alert! It's the it's best. It's the best. Yeah. Goddamn it! <laughs> <earth. laughs> Which is weird because he was cool at one point, right? right. He was young, and it, it is just this continuum. Yeah, where, where Bargo Robbie represents youth and upcoming starlet, and he's on his way out, and then this whole circle happens again. What does where he Brad Pitt
0: that movie. What is he in that movie? Because he is just Ooh. the. I just the best. He's the best. I mean, they're yeah. both great, and it's it's an amazing. It's 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 a it's a shame that we've had to wait this long to see that buddy that buddy team get together like that. Yes. But oh my gosh, we now we know what we've been missing for all these years. We've been missing Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio together.
1: It's like Gene Wilder yes. and Richard Pryor. It's that. Good. Oh man, it's that good. Yeah, I I agree with Cardo. I agree with Anna. Like th- this movie for me, I. I so we'll go into this because you know I like to talk about films and I'm going to be as self masturbatory as we can because you know Instagram Live. But was it too long for you? At running in just under three hours? No.
0: No, I think that there's like the scene at the movie ranch gets a little squirmy and uncomfortable, but I that's yeah. that's that's what it's supposed to do. Yeah, um, and I that's like when the movie sort of slows down a touch, but then it but then it pops right back up. You know? Yeah. It's it's great. I. I'll see Parasite. I'm going to see it.
1: I'm sure yeah. it's going to be great.
0: I'm sure it deserved to win, but I was really rooting for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I thought it was awesome.
1: It, incredible movie and, and the pattern that I started to realize, because I, there are a few things now with Instagram Live every Thursday at 6 p.m. Central Time. We'll do this until we can't do this. Right, right, I can go back. back. So yeah, every, every, calendar. Yeah, you and me? every right. Thursday. <laughs> we'll do it, you know, clo- close to every Thursday, but There are only a few events that I'll, no matter what, I'll prepare and I'll show up for. Now, of course, if someone invites me, I'm very, very prompted on time and all that. But Tarantino releases a movie. I buy tickets way in advance and I sit in the theater and I see it and then I go and I see it again. And so it's it's great, right? His movies. So he writes single-handedly the best assistants and co-stars ever. Christoph Waltz won. Inglorious Bastards, he won, a, but extremely unlikable guy. Yeah, but then you flip, flip it on. and say the most extremely likable guy fighting for the underdogs in Django. Yeah, right. So like he just great movie. Oh, it's it's amazing stuff. And so Brad great Pitt, great character, all amazing right. person, great character. Yeah, right. Yeah, Brad Pitt falls in line with yet another classic character. That you just want to fucking hang out with.
0: That's what it is. Question. Like, I think that if I could go back and be anybody, I'd be uh, I'd be somebody. I'd be one of Quentin Tarantino's second bananas oh. <laughs> in like the 1970s. Oh, man. That would probably be a pretty good place to be.
1: Yeah. It would be a great thing. It's a time to celebrate. Adam, you know, we're getting to sip some fine whiskey. We have some amazing people joining us. They don't have to. We're all in this similar situation, just trying to be human.
0: It was You're great
1: trying game up there. You guys are awesome. Thanks for coming in. It was great. It's great, right? Like seeing yeah, some just real really was amazing heavy hitters and people that are really doing great things for the industry. So, I'm going to salute you. You've been a very very you've been a rock for me. <laughs> and it's been it's been a pleasure getting Have to know you over these years. years. And I'm glad you cracked this Booker's 25th anniversary. I am too. I am too. It's been it's been a pleasure, dude. So, stay healthy. No,
0: there's no better company to have cracked that bottle with.
1: Well, Carlos, pretty cool. I don't know.
0: Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm including all the companies,
1: <laughs> not just this you, group. you, you yeah. Evil, yeah. maniacal Son of a bitch. Of, of course, not just me. <laughs> that would be <laughs> foolish. But no, man, it's been a privilege getting to know you these strange and strange, excuse me, strange and strained times and. Sure. Just sit here and sip with you in some sense or another, it sure shit ain't bad. It sure
0: shit ain't bad, Mike.
1: So, Adam, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, everybody, for kind of tuning in and chatting along with us as we sip this Booker's. Maddie K, have a good night, mate. But everybody, Instagram. See you, enjoy Mike. Enjoy it. Thanks for See having me, guys. Fun. My pleasure. Well, there we have it. What do you guys think, Mister Adam Harris? He's been on the show before. We've talked about so many different elements of his life. Growing up with those concerns for the environment, being a father, loving classic Hollywood, taking it to Instagram Live. We're doing what we can to connect. We're doing what we can to collaborate and to get to sip a fine whiskey with the man himself is just such a privilege. So thanks everybody for listening to Show to V with Mike G. No matter how many freaking camera stands you have in this room or if you thought, do I really need a portrait light to be on Instagram Live? Please keep dancing.